everyone. This is Morgan Phelps with Acuity Brands. Thank you for tuning in to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast, also known as WISE. We created this podcast to elevate the voices and achievements of women within Acuity Brands who are working towards a more sustainable environment and workplace. As Acuity continues their sustainable journey, we want to amplify the stories of the women who helped us get here because it takes us all. Welcome to our journey. Welcome to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast. I'm your co-host, Simran Clare, alongside Lauren Scott. And today, our guest is Amra Bouchier. Amra is Senior Vice President, ABL Marketing, overseeing the strategic marketing and pricing efforts for our lighting and controls business segment and serving on the ABL leadership team, reporting directly to President Trevor Palmer. She has spent most of her career serving in multiple positions and functions within sales and marketing, including channel marketing, pricing, marketing operations, and C&I sales. In, in fact, in 2013, Amra became the company's first female regional vice president of sales, where she was responsible for maintaining and growing our lighting and controls sales and managing our CNI agent and distributor channel relationships throughout our Southeast Territory. Starting in the marketing leadership program in 2004 and leaving it for a short time in 2014 to join an independent acuity sales agency and returning again to acuity in 2017, to take on new leadership responsibilities, Amra has spent the entirety of our 19 plus years in the lighting and controls industry working with Acuity Brands. Amra has a BS in business administration marketing from Auburn University. Amra and her family live just north of Atlanta where she and her husband enjoy raising their two children, Addie and Shep. When she's not working or spending time with her kids, Amra enjoys time on the beach and is currently studying to become a sommelier. Now over to Lauren. Thanks, Simran, and thank you so much, Amra, for joining us today. To kick things off, would you mind providing a little bit of background as to who you are and how you got to where you are today? Sure, Lauren, and, and thank you all for having me here today. I'm so excited to be part of this podcast. I'm a fan. I enjoy listening to all the wonderful episodes, so thank you for having me. How I got here today is... Um, is a story that I get asked a lot now. Sometimes it makes me feel a little old because <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like I should have been in the industry almost 20 years at this point. It's been a good run. But I, I would say the one thing that has helped me thus far in my career has been a continuing just love of learning and always being willing to just try something new, learn something new, lean into a new role or a new challenge. And sometimes that's a little uncomfortable or outside my comfort zone. And I just take the approach that nothing lasts forever. Everything's a great learning opportunity. And it served me well up until this point. So Acuity has been a wonderful home and place for me to learn and to continue to grow myself professionally and personally. And it's uh, it's somewhere I enjoy being every single day. And we all spend a lot of time in our professional careers. So I just love coming to work. And, and that's a wonderful thing to be able to say. Your story of how you first joined Acuity from the leadership program is especially inspiring, especially for the new group of leadership candidates that we have today. Can you share a little bit more about what this program is and how you originally got involved with it? Sure. Today's leadership program looks a little bit different from the program that I joined in 2004. 
But the spirit of the program is very much the same. We bring in candidates, high potential candidates, either directly from uh, colleges and universities or very early in their career. And it gives candidates an opportunity to come in and rotate through different functional areas to learn more about the business and then rotate out into more of a full-time permanent type of role, even though nothing is permanent. And the great thing about it is, is I think a lot of people coming out of school don't necessarily know where their career will take them or exactly what they want to do. Sometimes people have a good idea or they have a North Star, but a program such as our leadership program just allows people to try different things. Sometimes you find things you're not very passionate about, and then sometimes you find your true passion. And that can be in a surprising place sometimes. For me, I came into the leadership program or the marketing uh, training program, as we called it then, simply from on-campus recruiting at Auburn. And I knew nothing about lighting. I had never heard of the company. I understood the construction business a little bit because my dad loves it and was very handy. And I grew up going with him to the construction store and just sitting there at the local construction store in our small town. And that was his social hour oftentimes when he would take, and take, he would take me along with him. And so that was the only exposure I really had to the construction industry uh, at large, even though many people in lighting have more of a family history of being part of it. I did not. So it was completely foreign to me. I came to Conyers, Georgia to interview and I interviewed with a female manager who was so impressive and I wanted to be her. I thought she was uh, intelligent and just charismatic and she had her own office and at 22 years old it was it was very glamorous or it felt glamorous and she ultimately became my manager when I came out of the program and she had a huge impact on my early years in my career and I'm not sure I would have ended up at acuity brands if it weren't for that interview with her that day it's definitely very full circle, I'm sure, now in that I have no doubt that you in your role are now why many women feel comfortable and excited to join Acuity Brands. Um, another part of your story that is really interesting is how you've rotated through different departments or different functions over the years, having seen marketing, sales, customer experience. Can you maybe speak to the value of getting that exposure to different departments and how that can help shape uh, an associate or individual's career? I love to understand the details of how things work. Maybe I'm a bit of a control freak in that way, but I like to understand the tactical level. And for me, learning that required me to take on different roles in different functional areas and I think that gave me a well-rounded understanding of how our company works, but also how many of our customers and channel partners work and what is valuable to them. That insight, I think, served me really well, particularly in the earlier years of my career, because it enabled me to operate better and smarter 
in delivering value to customers. And that was always my goal. I love being customer facing. I love being out in the field. So sales and marketing felt like a natural fit. I am by nature an introvert, however. So it's uh, sales was certainly outside my comfort zone, but it gave me such an appreciation for what happens out in the field with a customer. And I was able to apply that back working within marketing in the various roles. And then also leaving to go work at one of our independent sales agencies gave me an even greater appreciation and understanding for what it was like to be close to the customer and how the inner workings of an agency actually happen on a daily basis. So it comes down to, I like to say yes to things, primarily because I like to learn and I'm passionate about it. I feel that if you're not continually learning, then you become stagnant. And I get bored, to be honest with you. It has allowed me to not be bored in my career and to have a good time and enjoy finding out about different details and different aspects of our industry that I didn't know existed before. Security has certainly seen a lot of changes within our organization since you joined back in early 2004. Could you walk us through how you've seen our own sustainability journey evolve within the organization since that time? Yes, we have seen a lot of changes. You know, the world has changed a lot since 2004. Uh, It's everybody expects information faster um, at our fingertips. We have a different level of expectation in And our world has different needs, or at least we recognize different needs. You know, when I started, it was actually before the LED shift. We had some LED exit signs, but by and large, we we were pretty much just selling fluorescent and HID fixtures and a little bit of controls. We were in the energy-saving business with T12 to T8, and some high efficiency fixtures. But that was more the commercial side of sustainability. And it wasn't a part of our overall strategy. Over the past two to three years, I have really seen us accelerate along that journey. And I think part of that is really having a clear understanding of our strategy as an organization, being consistent in that, and then identifying where we're going to win and how we'll get there together. And that has served us really well in this in this acceleration of a sustainability journey, I think. It's, it's a far different industry in many ways from the industry that I joined in 2004. You just kind of started hinting at it with the transition towards LED and the transition of our industry overall. But I'd be curious, specifically looking at Acuity Brands lighting and lighting controls, could you talk about the role that you see our company playing in the broader industry sustainability journey? Well, we are the leader in lighting and lighting controls. and, And with leadership comes responsibility. And I think it's very important. We have that responsibility that we need to take on. And we we have done that, I believe. And we need to continue to build upon that. You know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, 
there was never a discussion about this, even with a customer. And again, we talked about energy savings and total cost of ownership and, and that kind of thing. But in today's world, there is not one single major customer event or meeting that I attend where we are not discussing sustainability and overall ESG goals for both ourselves and for our customers and how we enable them. So we have a responsibility to ourselves. We have a responsibility to the, the communities in which we operate and serve. We have a responsibility to our customers and the, the planet overall. I think we're really leaning into that and stepping into that and we're taking actions that are meaningful for us and for the broader industry, as well as the broader planet. In 2013, you became Acuity's first female regional vice president of sales. As we look towards bringing more diversity, both within Acuity brands, as well as the broader industrial technology industry, what advice would you have for the next generation or perhaps a younger version of yourself? I get asked a similar question pretty often given that uh, what became, I guess, a monumental step in, in my career as taking that RVP role, it was, it was a bit of a surprise at that point in my career. And it felt very important, but I don't think at that time I recognized how important it might be for myself and for others in the organization. And I am not necessarily a trailblazer by, by definition. I would not call it myself that ever. And that role was very much an uncomfortable moment for me. But it turned out to be a pivotal, pivotal moment for my career because I tried something new. And part of doing that I had to recognize that I didn't know everything. <laughs> I couldn't fake it until I made it in any way. I had to lean on a lot of people around me. And there were a lot of fantastic male leaders, but uh, leaders that mentored me, answered probably what felt like a lot of dumb questions, took a lot of time. And that was important for me. I had to I had to build my knowledge and build it quickly and build credibility with people. But building credibility in part was just being honest when I didn't know something. I would say for anyone in the next generation or for a younger version of myself, be willing to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. Be willing to be open about what you know. Be proud of that, but also be willing to be slightly vulnerable and admit when you don't. And part of that is also building your network. I think oftentimes it becomes really easy for us to get bogged down in the day-to-day -day work of any of our positions. And that sometimes means that our own development gets put on the back burner because that gets deprioritized within the day. You've got to free up enough space to work on your own personal and professional development build your own network, ask questions, and look for opportunities to continue to learn. Because those types of things and those activities are what will really pay dividends for the long term. And ultimately, I think that makes you more fulfilled on a daily basis within your role when you have the space and, and time to do that. 
And I say that and it sounds really easy when I say it, trust me, I struggle with it every single day, especially as a um, as a working mother uh, with two younger kids at home too. It, it all often becomes very overwhelming. So you have to look for the time you have to be purposeful in planning it and look for those people that you can surround yourself with that make you better. These are all fantastic tips within the office. I am very curious, maybe switching gears a little bit as to how you integrate sustainability into your personal day-to-day life. Sure. I think it's a lot of little things right now. I mentioned I'm a mom of two younger kids. Well, one's youngish at this point and, and one's very young, but right now at this in this season of life, it's more about the small things with them. Teaching them how to recycle is actually a daily chore in our house of what to sort, how to sort, and what are the rules. And teaching them about respecting the world that we have around us and striving to leave it a little bit better than we found it. We go to Florida quite often and spend time at the beach. I mentioned that I enjoy the beach. And we get to experience nature in a way down there that is fantastic for the kids. And it often provides an opportunity to, to talk about the state of our planet and where we are and what we can do to make things better for ourselves, others, and the, the, the world at large. So it's little things every single day. And I am far from perfect in this area. So I try to just pick and choose the things that I can really control on a daily basis. The narrative around social and environmental well-being can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelming, especially within the last few years. Do you have any tips on how you manage to stay motivated either in your personal or professional endeavors, despite what can sometimes feel like a heavy landscape in the media? I think today it's my kids that help me uh, lighten the the mood and lighten the load a little bit. And it comes down to trying not to sweat the little things, right? To really focus on the things I can control, as I mentioned, focus on my, my kids and teaching them and hoping that they can help make the world a better place as well and raising people that respect others and are meaningful contributors to society. So that's it for me in, in my current season of life, as I mentioned. It, it keeps me from getting too overwhelmed. And sometimes I honestly don't even have time to listen to the news, and maybe that helps my mental state a little bit. But focusing on the 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 life around us and the people around us as much as possible. I think that's a great tip for everybody listening. Um, in terms of additional resources and in keeping in theme with women in sustainability and enterprise, do you have any resources that you would recommend that listeners check out, whether it's a podcast, a book, a video, or others? Yes, this is more on the business side, admittedly. But there is a book that's been very meaningful to me as of late, and I have recommended it to many people, and it's called How Women Rise. It is co-authored by uh, Marshall Goldsmith, who has written other books. What Got You Here Won't Get You There is one of his other books. 
And it is such a powerful, meaningful book around not just women, but um, certain personality types uh, in our professional lives. It's helped me as a manager of people, but it also has helped me identify some behaviors in myself and how to better myself. I actually found out about the book because my husband was serving on a women in technology book club and he was reading it for that for that organization for the company in which he works and he told me you've got to read this book and i really have recommended it probably to eight or ten other women and and men in the business because i think it's fantastic uh from uh just learning about people and insights and it might be surprising for anyone who reads it what you might recognize in yourself and in others around you it's great I think you're a perfect example of a woman who has a very amazing role within her company, as well as raising two young kids at home, as well as being a partner. And the next question is really around, you know, what advice would you have for employers to help their associates who, like yourself, are probably juggling multiple roles as caregivers or parents? What can employers do to help their associates juggle all of the various roles that they have within their lives? I think it's very important for everyone to feel like they have a safe space to be their authentic selves at, at work and, and in their personal lives. And, you know, for me personally, my family has been through some tremendous challenges and, and some tragedies in the past four years. And acuity was a safe space for me. At times I needed to step away and at times I needed to lean in because I needed the distraction. And I've been very open and talking about some of those challenges and, and uh, the, the tragedies that my family went through. And for me, that's a little bit of therapy. I don't, I know some people don't like to talk about things. They just need a safe space and that's totally fine too. But I think it's important to recognize that people spend sometimes more time in their professional lives and at work than they do even with their family and friends. And because of that, you can't be a fake version of yourself or this, this persona that is perfect in one part of your life and, and, and try to manage all the realities of the world in another part, that's just not healthy. Uh, and it creates a really unhealthy balance for people. So we just started a, a new ERG here at Acuity called Mind Matters. It's a passion project for a few of us. And I think it's very important as an organization that we recognize that no one has to be perfect or is expected to be perfect. We are all humans. <laughs> and that means we have fears, we have highs, we have lows, we have anxiety. And there's just a lot of things going on in the world that create a lot of havoc for people. Everyone needs to feel that they have a safe space. Everyone needs to feel that they can take some time away when they need to. And I know in, in the moment of any kind of significant thing going on in your life, it can feel very lonely and it can feel overwhelming. So you need to create this environment as an organization. And this is what we're trying to do in which people recognize 
that they can talk about it if they want to talk about it. And our Mind Matters ERG, uh, our, our goal is to educate and elevate uh, the dialogue of, of mental health challenges and really remove that stigma. And I think that's whether it's mental health issues or a, a tragedy going on in your life or, hey, you just need a break. It's, uh, it's important as an organization that we, we enable that and recognize that. It has been so great chatting with you through all these different questions. And we always like to add, end every episode by asking our guests, what does sustainability mean to you? Lauren, I think this is the toughest question. <laughs> and I say that because sustainability, I feel like has so many definitions and can mean different things for different people. And I think it may even mean different things at different times in your life for you. So I, to me, as I mentioned, I think where I am right now, it's about trying to make the world around me better in little ways, whether that be with my children, my family, whether that be with the wonderful team that I, I get an opportunity to work with every day, but trying to be an example and make the world a little bit better. Uh, that's that's my goal. And, you know, I, I like to think that more days than not, maybe I'm winning and succeeding there. Some days feel really heavy <laughs> and really tough. But I think overall, when I think about sustainability, it's about creating that balance in the world and living in harmony uh, as much as possible. And that can take on different things and, and different flavors. But for me right now, it's in the little things. Thank you so much for your time today, Amara. It was such a pleasure hearing more about your journey with us and with our listeners. It's been a pleasure getting to learn more about you and your role at Acuity, and we can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for supporting this month's Women of the Month here on WISE. We're looking forward to sharing more success and stories with you all here at Acuity Brands. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and we'll see you all next month.